Hello everyone, happy Wednesday. It is hot and muggy here, which is a nice change from all of the cool weather we've been getting in Toronto. Today is the day that I am interviewing DJ Hay on this station right here. And as far as I know, it should be posted by 7 o'clock Eastern time tonight, which is just in like an hour or so. So that's really exciting. To introduce her a little bit so that you know more about her before the interview, she wanted me to let you know of a few things about her. So she is living in San Diego where she has performed at most of the local clubs there like the AC Lounge, Fuse Nightclub, Mist Parties Nightclub, and most recently at the Belly Up Tavern in Solana Beach, which was a great set. If you haven't heard it yet, you can check it out on her SoundCloud. This week, she also had the opportunity to host a guest mix for the 95th episode of Hidden Sun with DJ Dragon. And she says that he's been a great fan and supporter to her. And that's pretty cool. In 2016, she also did a few live mixes for West Coast Radio, which is a local EDM station in San Diego. And all the way back in 2006, she was a guest on Hey Mom, I'm on 91X, which was a segment of Steve West's Resurrection Sunday show. So, she's been doing this for a while, she's very passionate about it, very open about her story, and wanted to tell everyone, especially my listeners, of course, what it's like to be a blind trans DJ. So, a little bit of a agenda. We will be talking a little bit more about her and how she got started as a DJ, what she wanted to do to become a DJ, um, what it's like to be a DJ, like how long does it take to plan out a set, um, does she have people who mentor her, and dream performance cameos. That would be great for her. Our next topic will be technology and innovation, so the kinds of technologies that she uses to help her um, when she's doing her sets and just in her everyday life and innovations in that space, which relates back to this channel. And then we will just wrap it up and I'll ask her a couple of questions that have been called into this station. So, last chance in the next few minutes if you want to get in a question for DJ Hay. If not, stay tuned and you will hear my first ever interview on Anchor. Thanks for tuning in. Hello? Hi, Emily. It's DJ Hay. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it, and I'm really glad that we've been talking on Twitter for direct messages as well as text messages, and I just want to thank you so much for inviting me to, you know, be interviewed on your station and, of course, to have all your listeners listen to it. Of course. You were the best person that I could have chosen, I think, for my first interview, so thank you so much for wanting to come on to my little little station and be interviewed. I'm really happy that we're doing this. Well, you know, I am as well. And I think this is really going to give me a great opportunity to be able to uh, really show people that I'm real, that I love what I do and, you know, that you can't let anything stop you 
from what you want to do. The only person who can stop you is you. That's very true, and I'm sure we'll get into that more as we get into the interview. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in here. So if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and, um, yeah, just tell us, like, a little bit about your history and how you got started as a DJ. Of course. Well, for those of you on Anchor or anywhere else who don't know, I'm a trans DJ who has been blind since birth, and for those who don't know what trans music is, it's a type of electronic dance music where it's very loud and energetic, so it has kick drum beats and bass lines and build-ups to where people in the clubs may put their hands in the air because then, boom, the beat just drops, and then it goes into this big big build-up, so to speak. <laughs> That's the best way it's I can describe it. Sounds I'm sorry? Like a lot of fun. Oh, it definitely is. And uh, for those of you who listened to my mixes and live sets in the past, you'll know that this is the music that I mainly play. Right, right. And, and um, I just have oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to say, like, what made you want to become a DJ? I mean, this music's pretty awesome, and it sounds like a good time, but what drew you to being a DJ? Well, it all began back in my high school days when I would wake up every Sunday morning and listen to this radio show called American Top 20, which was a show hosted by Casey Kasem. And initially, I wanted to be a radio DJ when I had the opportunity to meet him in 2006, and we kept in touch a few times. We talked on the phone. But it wasn't until I had the chance to meet my favorite electronic dance DJ, Barry Corsten, who is from the Netherlands, and I got VIP treatment at a show that I realized there's a huge difference between both industries, you know, the radio industry, as well as performing live, because when you perform live, you have instant feedback from the crowd where people may come up either during your set or after your set and just say, oh, I had a great time tonight. It was awesome. You killed it. Um, I want to be able to tell all my friends about what you did, and I hope that you'll come back soon. Whereas on the radio, you have only people contacting through social media, through email, through the phone, et cetera. But that's pretty much it. And so from my experiences where I had the chance, yeah, and from my experiences with having the chance to perform locally, um, I'm like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And like I said, it was all when I met Ferry that I was like, yeah, this is the type of DJing I want to get into because it's definitely a lot different. And, yeah, Barry has been super nice, and he's been keeping in contact with me as well as giving me VIP treatment at his shows whenever he's in town. Wow, that's pretty nice. Yeah, it is very nice. Because he's also been giving me great advice on what I can do with my future career, just like Casey Kasem did. So you have him as a mentor as well as Casey? Uh, I do. You know, uh, unfortunately, Casey uh, passed away a few years ago. So, yeah, unfortunately, he's not around anymore. But, yes, Barry is uh, pretty much my mentor like Casey and also just a good friend. 
because he's taken the time to chat with me personally before shows multiple times as well as interact with me on social media. For example, he's liked a few of my Instagram posts. He's liked some of my tweets. He's retweeted some of them. He's replied to me on Twitter a few times. He even tweeted me a couple years ago and wished me happy birthday. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. And I definitely wasn't expecting that. So, yeah, it was definitely a big surprise. For sure. And, I mean, that probably really heavily contributed to you wanting to be um, not a radio DJ, be more of a performer. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, That's great. the beauty so, about being a, an international – oh, what was your next no, no, question? <laughs> no, go ahead. I was going to – yeah. I was going to say the beauty about being a live DJ, especially internationally, is that you have the chance to travel all around the world and eat at different places as well as just meeting people, even if they travel abroad. Because, for example, I've heard Ferry mentioned in interviews where some fans may come up to him and say, hey, I drove 14 hours to see you, or I took this 15-hour plane trip or whatever to see you. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So is that your favorite thing about being a DJ is like just getting the feedback from the crowd or are there other things that you really like about it? Well, yes, that definitely is my favorite thing, but also I just really love what it involves because I love being able to do my research and find whatever songs fit the vibe as far as what I would normally play in a live set or in a mix. And I also love as well as contacting the promoter to get information about it. Like how long do you want me to play for in terms of how long is the party? Just whatever I need to know. Right. And, and it's what I'm really you... passionate about and love doing. Of course. How long does it usually take to plan out a set? It usually takes a couple of weeks. Sometimes it may take a little longer because, again, it's also all about mixing the songs to see if they're going to mix well, because if they don't, then you have to find another song that mixes well with it because especially when it comes to the BPM, the beats per minute, you have to make sure that they match. So, like, it wouldn't make any sense to make a song that's, let's say, 128 BPM with one that's 138 because the energy levels are different. 128, while it is still trance, because it doesn't matter what BPM the song is, it can still be trance or deep house or whatever genre you want to mix. But 128 is a little bit more mellower versus 138 is definitely very, very energetic. It's like the type of music that you would hear the DJ perform uh, play when it's late at night into the wee hours of the morning. So that's why whenever I get booked, I always make sure that the person who wants to book me tells me about it in advance because if they tell me about it the day before, then that could be a little bit overwhelming and stressful. Yeah, it sounds like it takes a long time for you to perfect it and make sure that it's exactly what the party um, promoter and the organizers are looking for. 
Exactly, it does. But you know what? Since it's what I love, since it's what I'm passionate about, it's definitely worth it for me. And it keeps me busy. Definitely. And do you have any particular events that you would love to get booked at in the future? Yes, I would absolutely love to mostly perform at the big trance music events that tons of people go to every year, like Electric TV Carnival, Tomorrowland, Dream State, and, of course, the Intervention Pool Party. And the Intervention Pool Party was definitely one of the best events I ever attended because that was when I first met Ferry Corston was when he performed at the Intervention Pool Party here in San Diego at the Hard Rock Hotel. And not only was he super nice, but also the people who promoted it were really nice and treated me like I was family to them and said, hey, you're welcome back at any time. So, yeah, I would love to perform at events like that where not only everybody's going to have a great time, but also the staff treat you well and that they understand, hey, we booked this person because we know that she's passionate about this and that it's what she loves to do and that blind and not deaf as and I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Drew, uh, Drew Weber because <laughs> he did my DJ drops. But as he said in my intro, blind and not deaf, I can make the crowd feel the vibe and tear the trance house down. Definitely. I've heard some of your sets on your SoundCloud and they're pretty awesome. So you definitely know what you're doing and you definitely have a passion for it. Well, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate that. And I also did want to say, I had the opportunity last week to do a guest mix for Hidden Sun, and I'm sure you probably mentioned this in the intro, but um, it was on behalf of one of my friends who is DJ Dragon. He invited me to do this, and it was a pretty big milestone because we celebrated the 95th episode of his radio show, and so... It was definitely amazing because I had people listening from the UK, Venezuela, Greece, France, and the USA. Because I asked him, I said, hey, who do we have listening from around the world? And that's when he told me everything. Wow, that's awesome. So you're, you're worldwide. Everybody's listening from around the world. That must feel amazing. Uh, yeah, it definitely was because mostly I've performed locally here in San Diego, but I definitely want to start performing across SoCal, especially at clubs like Exchange LA, because I know that LA is bigger than San Diego, which is why a lot of the trance and EDM DJs get booked to perform up there more than they do down here, even though we have some pretty nice clubs here too. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. You got to go where the party's at, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you said that you had a really good time with DJ Dragon. Are there any other people that you would love to perform with in the future? I absolutely would love to have the chance to perform with Barry Corston since I know him personally and since he knows me and since he's been supporting me in return as much as I've been supporting him. The fact that he's been willing to do something special for me at his shows that um, anybody can get really, but I'm sure that you can understand for someone like me how it would be a little bit different since I can't see the crowd, since I can't see what's going on, that's why it makes it even more special for me to get VIP treatment particularly, even though, like I just said, it's something anybody can get. Uh, Yeah, I certainly would love to have the opportunity to perform with him someday. 
And, I mean, it would be great to perform with any of the big DJs out there, but it's a bit different when you actually know one of them personally and that they know you and that they're willing to do something that makes it really special for you as well as to keep in touch with you because not everybody gets to have their favorite celebrity do that for them. Yeah, that's that's really special, and I hope one day that you're able to perform with him as well because I feel like you both would just bring the house down. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I definitely think so, too. I think it would be great if we even did a back-to-back set together or even if I opened or closed for him, whatever the case may be. That would be pretty amazing. But, yeah, doing a back-to-back set would be pretty cool with him because there's this one event that he's been doing for over a decade now, and it's called Full On. It used to be called Full On Ferry, named after him, but it's not all about him. But it's an event where he invites guest DJs, especially DJs he's been friends with for a long time, to come on stage with him and do back-to-back, uh, back-to-back sets for about 45 minutes or so. And then the next DJ comes on and so forth. Sounds like a lot of fun. It definitely is. Great. Okay. So just moving it along here, um, you mentioned earlier that you can't really see the crowd. You can't see what's going on at at the concerts when you're performing, but you can definitely hear the crowd. So what kind of technologies do you use or um, innovations do you use while DJing um, to be able to do your sets and bring the house down? Well, I use a program called DJ Pro, which is made by a company called Algorithm, and I use that along with a digital Pioneer DJ mixer that hooks up to my laptop via USB. And I use Apple's accessibility screen reader called VoiceOver. And what's really cool is that DJ Pro is the only blind accessible DJ program that's available today because a lot of the big ones that DJs use like Serato, Tractor, all those, Unfortunately, because of their graphical design, they're not that accessible. But anyway, so what makes this different from other DJ programs is that um, voiceover will verbally tell me information about the next song, like the BPM, the title, and the artist. And I'm hearing that through one earphone that I wear in one ear. And on my other ear, I'm wearing one headphone which I'm hearing the current song that I'm playing for the crowd while I'm getting ready to mix the next one in. And so that's why the crowd will not hear my screen reader over the sound system, which is pretty nice because, hey, they're coming to the club to hear the music. They're not coming to hear a synthesized voice through the speakers. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, That must be really hard to do and, like, listen to both at the same time. It is, but you know what? It definitely didn't take me that long to get used to it. I mean, the one thing that I do have a bit of trouble with is when it comes to performing in the club because you know that sound systems are definitely much louder than the one that you may have in your home. Even though you may have a a sound system with a subwoofer, the club sound systems are definitely much different. But I know that this is something I'll get used to, and... Like I said, it didn't take me a while. It didn't take me long at all to learn how to do it, because it's thanks to my DJ coach actually, who's been training me for the last few years, that I was like, "Yep, I can do this." It's a little bit of a challenge, but if I can do it, then so can anyone else. 
if they want to do this as a profession like I do. Definitely. And, you know, you do it so often and you're, you know, it's what you do every day, right? So I don't have any doubt that you're good at it and you'll get even better the more that you perform. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And I definitely think so, too. Awesome. Okay. So um, stepping kind of out of the DJ realm, you talked a little bit about Seeing AI, which is an app that you use, I believe, on your iOS device. And yes. that's something else that people with vision impairments can use um, to help them. So can you talk a little bit more about that and how that helps you? Of course. So um, Seeing AI is a new app that was created by an engineer at Microsoft who I believe he's visually impaired as well, which that definitely makes a difference because there are some app developers out there who unfortunately don't know about accessibility software for people, whether if it's a screen reader or magnification software. Um, but yeah, it definitely helps when the person who created the app has a visual impairment themselves because they know about accessibility and they know how to make that app accessible for people who are visually impaired. But anyway, so basically what this app does is it allows people to use the camera on their device. So whether if it's an iPhone, iPod Touch, I don't know if it's available for iPad at the moment, but hopefully it will be. Um, it allows them to do things like identify products. So when you have a product in front of you, you rotate the phone around and it'll do audible beeps. And when the beeps get faster, that's its way of letting you know, okay, I found the barcode. And then voiceover, which is a screen reader from Apple, because it's also on iOS products, will start reading off the information. So a good example I can give is last week, I actually pulled out a box from the cupboard, and I was like, what is this? Even though I knew the shape of it, I knew what it was, I wanted to get it to work. I was able to scan the barcode, and then they told me that it was a box of frosted cherry Pop-Tarts. And then when I double-tapped on the More Info button, it told me information like how many calories they have, that sort of thing. And it's also great for if you're at a restaurant and if they don't have a Braille menu available, you can also have it read to you text off of the menu. So that way when the waiter comes up or waitress comes up and asks, what would you like, you'll be able to tell them what you want. And it's also like great, it. too, because, you, yeah, and you can also have it take uh, pictures of people, and it'll also tell the person what age they may be, what their emotion is. Now, obviously, this doesn't mean that somebody can walk up to a person with a visual impairment and say, hey, see if you can guess who I am. No, no, no. That's, in, that's very inappropriate. Right. So... Um, it can read their age and their emotions, their facial emotions, and tell you more about them, right, if you take a picture of them? How I want, how they want to what? It can tell you their emotions and tell you more about the person in front of you if you take a picture of them with the app. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, it doesn't give full-on detail, like, uh, for example, with, with me, um, 
20, 29-year-old looking happy, smiling, wearing whatever clothes. It doesn't give that many details, but it does give you at least basic information. And what's also nice is that you can even have it describe images in different apps. So, like, for instance, if, let's say, Ferry Corsten posted a photo on Instagram of his, you know, him and his dog Zoe, and if he was out walking with her, yeah, he would probably write a caption and say something like, walking out with Zoe and it's a beautiful day here in the Netherlands, voiceover would read that to me. But if I wanted to know, hmm, I wonder what color she is, I'm talking about Zoe, then I can have that uh, seeing AI describe that picture to me. Now, unfortunately, they don't have it compatible with Instagram photos right now, but that is something I suggested to the developers. Um, but that's just an example. So like it would say, 44-year-old man smiling, looking happy with, with I believe she's a, I know she's a Conqueror Spaniel, but I think she's golden. I don't quite remember, but yeah, that's just a good example. <laughs> Definitely. That's really interesting, and it's cool that you suggested these improvements to the developers. Did you get any feedback from that? Did they respond to you? Not yet. I haven't received anything yet, no. Okay. But it's great that you have these ideas and how they can take it further and help people on Instagram and other, like, um, pho photograph-based platforms. Yeah, and speaking of Instagram, what I did want to mention is the only people who I follow back are not only people who know me, but also those who may be interested in getting to know me, but for those who write a caption about their photo or video, because what's cool is that, yes, even though I can't see the picture, voiceover will read to me the caption, you know, that they wrote. Um, and so that's how I'm like, oh, okay, this picture is of whoever. Like I said earlier, for example, Ferry and his dog Zoe. Oh, okay, this picture is of him with Zoe and they're out walking. And so I'm able to picture in my head what that may look like. Um, but if they don't say anything about their picture or video, then it's like, what's the point of me following them? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So, All right. I did um, want to also mention real quick um, is I did want to give a shout out to the developer of Instagram because if you guys may be listening to this, um, I really recommend for you guys to please fix the accessibility issues that have been going on in the past several versions of your app, such as when you scroll through your feed, how you're not able to scroll through your entire feed, how voiceover may just pick up one picture, and then it'll just list the few tabs that are on the screen, like the main feed, the Explorer tab, whatever. Um, but I also would encourage you guys to please fix the accessibility issues when you're doing a live stream to have it so that you can have voiceover read to you things like who's in the room, who's commented, because sometimes it can kick you out and take you to Instagram direct, and then you would have to start all over again. So, yeah, I just wanted to quickly mention that, because while Instagram is great, I have definitely noticed those accessibility issues that they really need to fix. Those are really great improvements, and I don't think a lot of people at Instagram probably realize all of these issues, so it's good that you're giving those suggestions. 
Right. Well, you know, it's funny because the developers of Instagram also are the developers of, of um, Facebook. And it's like, you know, they are aware of accessibility, but I've noticed in the past several versions that they haven't fixed them. Right. So right. I just wanted to briefly mention that. Yeah, it's important for sure. Do you have any other ideas for how apps or technology as a whole could become more accessible for you? Well, I definitely think it would be great if if uh, there was an app out there that would let you live stream your set. Now, what I'm talking about is I'm talking about a platform specifically for other DJs as well to live stream their sets. Now, I know that there are a couple of them out there. Like, for example, there's this one called Chew. Like, I'm going to chew my food, you know, C-H-E-W. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, TV. Um, and I wanted to try it, but the problem with it is that um, I don't think their mobile app is available to everybody right now. I believe it's still in beta or something like that. Um, but I'm hoping that it will be available soon because I have heard of it. And I don't know if DJs like Barry Corston are on there, but that would be pretty cool if he was because that way I could follow him and stuff. And actually... He did do a live Q&A from a couple of days ago on his fan page, and I asked him a couple of questions. Unfortunately, they didn't get answered, though, because I know he got a billion of them from people, but, hey, there's always next time. Definitely, and you're able to interact with that on Facebook, and I'm sure you still enjoyed his questions and answers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I noticed a lot of fans were asking some pretty good questions, like, they were asking him stuff about his Blueprint album, which is pretty awesome. I do recommend for everybody to check that out if you're into trance music or EDM. I definitely recommend his new Blueprint album because not only does it have great music, but there's also a great story in it as well. It basically tells the story of a kid named Lucas who develops an android woman named V. And as the story progresses, you can see that they develop a close bond with each other and that they are inseparable and by the end they just fall in love with each other. Oh, wow. That's definitely a story. I'll have to check out the album. Yeah, you definitely should. I will. Great. Okay. And finally, I have a question that, a couple of questions actually from someone who called in, a fan of yours, um, Robert Neal from Ontario, Canada, which is actually where I am at. Um, he wanted to know about a gig that you may or may not have done. So he said that he heard you were doing a gig at something called the Lafayette Pool Party, and he wasn't sure on the name. And he was wondering if you did get that gig and if you did how it went. But if you didn't, he'd love to know where you're playing next so that he can keep up with it and hear your set. Okay, well, great question. Um, unfortunately, no, I did not get that gig. Um, that was only a possibility. But what I will say is my favorite set that I did was the one that I did last month at the Belly Up Tavern in Solana Beach because that is a venue that has been around for over 45 years, and that's a venue where a lot of famous people have been booked. So people like Lady Gaga have performed there, Tony Bennett. Um, I don't know everybody, obviously. I, be I believe the Red Hot Chili Peppers even. But, yeah, when I was told that, that really grabbed my attention because 
a lot of the clubs I've performed at so far have only been around for maybe three or four years and nobody's ever heard of them. But yeah, when I told people, hey, my next set's at the belly up, everybody was like, what, you're playing at belly up? You know, so they were all really excited and just shocked. <laughs> wow, so I that's started awesome. performing in the Yeah, because I started performing in 2014. So yeah, for three years. But within that time period, I've already learned quite a bit as far as from my experiences. And as I had said earlier, I am just really wanting to perform at the big trance events where tons of people come. And um, like I said, I want to definitely perform with Perry since I know him and since he's been supporting me. So, yeah. Awesome. And do you have anything currently lined up or are you going to keep that a secret until they are confirmed? Uh, yes, I was going to say I do have a um, an event that is coming up, but I'm not going to mention any details right now because um, it hasn't been confirmed yet. But once it is confirmed, I will do a broadcast about it on Anchor. And, of course, I'll also talk about it on my social media platforms, including tweeting about it talking about it on my fan page and Instagram. Great. And can you just tell my listeners where they can find you on all of your social media so that they can keep up with it? Yes, you guys can find me on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram under DJHey20. So that's D-J-H-E-Y, like, hey, what's up? And the number 20 all joined together, no underscores. And you can also find me on SoundCloud.com slash Hey. No 20, it's just soundcloud.com slash DJHEY. And that is where my live sets and mixes will be posted. Um, also, you guys can, of course, follow me on Anchor under DJ Hey. So make sure that you do follow me there. Also, for those of you who would like to voice chat with me through private messaging, you can add me on the walkie talkie app Zello, which is spelled just like the word hello, but with a Z instead of an H. Um, it works on multiple platforms, including iOS, Android, tablets, and even PCs. So you guys can add me on Zello under DJ Hey. That's my name on Zello, or if you want to search for me by my username, my username on Zello is also DJ Hey 20 And keep in mind that on Instagram, it's all lowercase, but on Twitter and Zello, it's all capitalized. So in other words, it's capital D capital J, capital H, but then lowercase EY and the number 20. But on Instagram, it's all lowercase, so no capitals. Um, so I just wanted to make that clear. And then also, please don't forget to like my fan page at facebook.com slash djhey dash H-E-T. So that's facebook.com forward slash capital D, capital J, capital H, lowercase EY, and then dash capital H, lowercase E-T. And H-E-T stands for High Energy Tunes, which is the name of my mix. Great. Awesome. So everybody can find you pretty much everywhere, which is pretty great. Pretty much everywhere except for Snapchat. I'm not on Snapchat because that's not very accessible. So, yeah, pretty much everywhere except for there. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. And just a final question for you. If my listeners took one thing away from this interview, one thing that you wanted them to know explicitly, what would you want them to know? I want them to know that you can do anything regardless of what limitations were out there against you. So don't let anybody stop you from doing what you want to do. 
prove to people that you have something you're extremely passionate about. And one famous quote that has kept me going has been what Casey Kasem always said at the end of his show to his listeners, which is, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. That's what he always said to his listeners when he wrapped up his show. So that's what I would encourage everybody to do is keep their feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. And as I always say at the end of my anchor broadcast, take a moment to celebrate life with happiness and great music. So whether that's trance, country, whatever music that may be, that's what makes life good. That's a pretty awesome message. Thank you so much again for coming onto my station in the interview. I'm so glad I got this chance to do it with you. I really enjoyed all of your answers, and I'm sure my listeners will too. Just thank you so much, and good luck with all of your future endeavors. Well, thank you very much for having me, Emily. I really appreciate it. And one more thing I did want to say before I do wrap it up um, with you is, for those of you who are wondering what to do during a longer set as far as keeping the crowd going. And this is one advice that, excuse me, one piece of advice that Ferry gave to me the last time I talked with him in person was give it to them, take it away. In other words, as much as you want to give the music to the crowd, you also need to take it away from them. So give them time to breathe again, go to the bar, have a drink, do whatever they need to do, you know, text somebody, go out, smoke their cigarette, (laughs) because you're just on top of it the whole X amount of hours you're playing, then they're going to be worn out within only two hours, and then it just goes flat. So it's better to build it slowly and then give them a boom, like a punch for maybe half an hour, then take it away again. That's pretty great advice. Sounds like you just need to find the perfect balance. Absolutely, absolutely. So thank you so much, Emily. I really appreciate it. It was a great pleasure chatting with you. You as well, and I will definitely keep listening to your station here on Anchor and follow you on all the social medias that I can. Thanks again. Have a good night. You're very welcome. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. That was a great interview. Thank you again to DJ Hay for coming on my station. I hope all of my listeners enjoyed hearing her story and talking about being a DJ, which is something I knew nothing about, but now I know lots about, so that's really exciting. I am interested to hear what you guys have to say about the interview, what you thought about it. If you have any more questions for DJ Hay, you can always go to her anchor station which is just DJ Hey, or you can send them in to me and I'll forward them to her, but you can always just ask her. Um, yeah, let me know what you guys thought. I thought it went great. I think she's really inspiring and passionate and that's always good to see and it kind of, you know, makes your heart happy when you meet someone who's very passionate and happy with what they're doing for their full-time job. It's kind of like a, a dream for all of us, I think. On that note, I am going to go have dinner. <laughs> I rushed home so I could do this interview with her because I was so excited. And I will put up a new episode either Saturday 
or sometime on the weekend. So look forward to that. I'll be publishing Collins and Responding as always. See you later, innovators.